Welcome to the Mixtape, a podcast that delves into all things music. Join host Mia Esperanza as she takes you on a journey through the world of sound and rhythm, exploring the latest trends, classic favorites, and hidden gems in the music industry. From rock and roll to country and blues, from pop to classical, Mia will share her passion for music with you and give you a new appreciation for the art that moves us. So sit back, turn up the volume, let's get ready to rock. This is the Mixtape. Hey guys, what's up? It's Mia here. And we are back with another episode of the mixtape. This is something I actually forgot to mention on the Where We've Been episode. And this is something that I was kind of alluding to, at least subconsciously, because I completely forgot to put it in my notes. We got invited to cover Gulf Coast Jam. If you're familiar with the Panama City Beach 30A or Destin area and you're a country music fan of any sort, Odds are you have probably heard of this festival, and I was so lucky that I actually got some exclusive content with the owner, one of the owners of the festival, and the mayor of Panama City Beach himself, Mark Sheldon. So that sneak peek is going to be at the end of this entire series. We've got some raw interview audio footage. So with that being said, today we are going to dive right in on all of the experiences that I had at Gulf Coast Jam, and I also wanted to kind of give you guys some tips as to how to survive something like Gulf Coast Jam, because if you have been, this was my first year, and I'll tell you what, I was not prepared for the heat that I was experiencing. I'm used to going to country music scenes like Nashville where jeans and boots will get you by and you won't sweat all day and think that you're dying of heat exhaustion but I'll tell you what that was not the case and I was definitely regretting some of my outfit choices during Gulf Coast Jam but other than that I really had a blast and we're gonna dive right in. So I am going to be your fairy music godmother and tell you all of the sort of tips that I took for granted and didn't think about myself while going to a country music festival the first week of hurricane season and in the peak summer heat here in Panama City Beach. And I know this is going to be a little bit redundant for some of you, but if you're not local or even if you are local like me and you totally spaced because you were just excited to go listen to some country music, this might be helpful. So... (laughs) With that being said, tip number one is hydration is key. That sun is completely scorching and high temperatures can pretty seriously lead to dehydration very quickly. You got to drink plenty of water before, during, and after the festival because you're going to be exerting yourself. It's going to be super hot. And if you are like me and didn't think it all the way through, you might be wearing jeans so it's a good idea to bring a refillable water bottle there was water bottle refill stations save some money reduce some waste but there's also plenty of vendors and plenty of good food that i tasted while being there for the music festival speaking of food 
I do have to say Firefly is a local restaurant here in Panama City and it is one of my favorite restaurants and it was probably my favorite food booth as well. So Gulf Coast Jam does really some does something really unique in that they invite all of the local businesses or a lot of the local businesses from what I noticed to have a food tent and to be a food vendor. And so you got to really kind of taste a lot of the local cuisine for lack of a better term and some of that food was amazing but nothing topped the firefly tent in my opinion i had two really good meals there my favorite being the ahi tuna nachos i got it probably two out of the four days and then second to that would have been their crab cake blt which was absolutely to die for and and it even looks like I'm going to be dreaming about that food for the foreseeable future until I get to go to Firefly again and get it on my own. But good food, good drinks all around, but definitely don't discount yourself needing water. Make sure you stay hydrated because it is some long days with lots of good music. Tip number two is don't pull a Mia and dress smartly for the heat. So... Not all my outfits were really bad. Some days were definitely better than others, but comfort and practicality are beyond crucial when it comes to dressing for really any country music festival or any concert in general. If you are uncomfortable in your clothing, you are going to be miserable. So I know a lot of my friends went to the Eras tour. This is totally off topic, but kind of on topic. A lot of my friends went to the Eras tour in the most uncomfortable clothing and they complained to me for so long after they went to their shows because they were just miserable. It's hard to enjoy a show, especially one that's well-produced. It's got a lot going on. You're constantly in the action, standing up a lot. If you're uncomfortable during the show, it's going to really cloud a lot of the good parts that come along with the music and the concert itself. So be sure to be comfortable and practical, especially in that Florida heat gotta opt for those lightweight breathable fabrics like cotton or linen to allow air circulation looser clothing is sometimes better super tight you're just going to be a human incubator for a while and you've got to really find stuff that won't stick to your skin get all wrinkled and just make you feel all icky remember to wear a hat maybe sunglasses just add that extra layer of sun protection and please guys remember that tan lines are a thing you've got to remember in that florida heat and that florida sun it is absolutely brutal so make sure that you're covered appropriately and that you don't want to get all that extra burn tip number three seek shade whenever possible this was probably my hardest part when it came to gulf coast jam gulf coast jam is in a wide open field to no fault of their own but there is little to no shade aside from the upgraded pavilions and maybe if you're lucky and get really close to the center video sort of screen in the middle of the festival that's really your only options for shade so if you're worried about braving that heat all day long I hate to say it but I would almost opt to miss some of those openers if you're more sensitive to things like heat miss some of those openers and come later in the day because that peak height sun 
will really, really drain your battery very quickly. And then you can possibly feel really bad by the time you get to the headliner at the end of the night, and then you'll be miserable, and we don't really want that. So just got to really watch out for that Florida sun. You got to look for those tense designated shade areas. I actually was lucky enough to be in the partner pavilion because the mixtape was granted a press pass, and the partner pavilion saved my life. It was a shaded area with its own little bar and a seating area that had AC for most of the festival, not all days, but it saved me a lot, more so because of the shade more than anything, because that sun was just bearing down on us a lot, but it was a really, really good experience, and I would recommend general admission, yeah, it's cheap, but I don't know if I would ever do this festival any other way because of the Florida heat without access to a pavilion of any sort. So if you can, and if you do want to go to this festival after I'm done talking about it, definitely look at those pavilion tickets because they are worth every penny. On to tip number four. This is something that I saw a lot at the festival that I personally didn't invest in because I was focused more on getting the shots that I'm going to actually share with you guys on the blog. Part of having the press pass means that I had access to the press area with my DSLR camera, and I am not a concert photographer by any means, but this concert allowed me to really dabble in the concert photography space, and I cannot wait to show you guys these shots. I am really proud of a lot of them and the way they came out, especially post-edit and total sidetrack here again, but... My favorite shot of the entire weekend goes to Chase Rice, and Chase Rice, on the off chance that you're ever listening to this podcast, please, 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 please use this picture that I took of you because I love it so much, and I hope you love it too. I know he'll probably never listen to this, but on the off slim chance, you have my permission to use that photo because it is one of my favorites that I have ever taken. Thank you. But back to our tips. Tip number four, utilize cooling products. This could be anything from portable handheld fans, cooling towels. I was gifted a cooling towel from a security guard, and that thing saved my life probably multiple times. Misting bottles, literally anything that you can think of to keep yourself refreshed and a little bit cooler and keep that body temp down throughout the entirety of the festival. Things and simple tools like this can provide pretty instant relief from the heat and make a significant difference in your comfort level, especially if you were like me and wore jeans and boots during the first week of summer and hurricane season. Another thing that could be really interesting and helpful is using something like a cooling neck gaiter or a hat, like the little floppy dad hats. I know they look goofy, but... They probably would save your life in a festival like this that have cooling temperatures and can help regulate your own body temp as well. Our next tip, don't be afraid to take breaks and pace yourself. These are really, really long days and they become even longer nights. It's really easy to get caught up in the excitement of music, the festival, the food, the drinks, but it is so important to remember to listen to you and your body. No one else is going to really know how you're feeling 
You're the only one that knows how you're feeling, so you got to listen. Take regular breaks in shaded areas as much as you can. Find a comfortable spot to sit and rest because you are going to be on your feet a lot. If you can sit down during the festival at any point, take that break, recharge your energy, and pace yourself. Choose which performances that you want to prioritize in the schedule and create a schedule that allows you that downtime in between sets because if you don't take any breaks, you are going to be miserable. My feet were super blistered, super bruised because I was constantly running around and I wanted to soak in every single minute. But by day four, I realized that it was very important to take those breaks and to really soak in all of the moments that I could without compromising how I was going to be feeling the next day. Our next tip is indulge yourself. Enjoy yourself while you're there. This is not the place to be on a diet. Those ahi tuna nachos and that BLT with the crab cake from Firefly are two very good reasons that you will not want to be restricting yourself from any of these amazing treats, but you've got to take advantage of the various food and beverage options that are available at the festival. They were sponsored by Pepsi and Jim Beam, so you can get all of those products from multiple tents at Gulf Coast Jam, where you get ice-cold beverages, water, lemonade, cocktails, and literally anything else that you can think of to keep yourself hydrated and cool and that list also includes beer as well. They've had some ice cream I saw floating around somewhere and that would probably help you out with the heat as well. Um, also tip if you're going to try those ahi tuna nachos if they have them next year they are spicy so I definitely recommend eat those when the sun goes down and it's a little bit cooler. <laughs> And finally, our last tip is don't forget your essentials. You've got to remember sunscreen, water, comfortable footwear. Bring a hat or a cap to protect your face. Even if you don't wear it initially, it is a good thing to have when you come. Uh, consider carrying a small portable fan, misting bottle, cooling towels, and anything else that I probably mentioned. And do not leave home without a portable phone charger to make sure that you keep your devices powered throughout the festival. By day two, I think I got down to 2% on my phone after trying to record content, take video, take pictures, and all kinds of stuff, and I was cutting it really close. For my fellow press, if you have a DSLR camera, pack an extra SD card. Don't be like me. I ran out of storage. I was so excited. I took so many pictures. By the time I got to day four, Sunday, with the headliner Kane Brown, I had to delete a few pictures. Luckily, I knew which ones I wanted to delete, to delete right away, but Kane Brown was on stage while I was having to delete these pictures. So make sure you bring extra SD cards and keep them on you if you're taking pictures and video with a press pass. It is super important that that's on you because if you are photographing or videoing a headliner, I promise you will not be able to move from your spot. You are stuck there. And so it's important to remember that you've got to have all your gear necessary in order to get the right shot. And I was really lucky that as soon as I deleted some photos, I got probably the second best set of pictures next to Chase Rice's photo of Kane Brown. So Kane Brown, if you're listening, 
you know what to do. You have access to all those photos. They're up on the blog and our social media, and we hope you love them as much as we do. And now that I have completely equipped you and probably bombarded you with what I think are some of the essential tips to conquer the Florida heat and really enjoy Gulf Coast Jam, I wanted to actually dive right in and talk about the exciting lineup that was only day one and day two at Gulf Coast Jam. We're going to actually talk about day three and day four here a little bit later. This lineup as a whole, though, had a really incredible roster of what I think are some really talented artists that are upcoming, up and coming and already present in the country music industry. So we're going to actually take an in-depth look at each artist and what I thought that they brought to the table and as a consumer of country music. On day one, we had Hardy, Breland, Dylan Marlowe, Them Dirty Roses, and John Boy Story. Hardy is obviously the headliner here, and he did not disappoint. He seriously put on a show and was obviously really known for his antics on stage and his songwriting abilities, and I always love a chance to see Hardy perform. He's one of my favorite artists that are on the country music scene right now. And he played all of my favorite songs by him within the first 10 tracks. So I was really excited about that. I got to beat some of the crowd and I left a little bit early. I didn't stay for his full set, but I was not left with the feeling that I was missing out because he performed so well right out of the gate. His performances are always super energetic and a real treat. Uh, someone that I was not familiar with that I thought had a really fun and infectious energy that had a really good blend of country, pop, and a little bit of hip-hop. I thought Breland was a real treat. I have never heard any of Breland's music except for, I think he had one viral TikTok sound that I was familiar with, but I thought he was pretty innovative. He was super vibrant, super kind, and I thought that he spread a really, really good message about being yourself, not conforming to anybody, and to always believing in yourself because if you believe in yourself, you can do anything just like he said he was achieving. So I really enjoyed Breland. I was really excited to see someone new on the scene that I wasn't familiar with, and someone with so much energy just come out to the stage and rock it and be so comfortable in front of 30,000 people. Another artist that I was not terribly familiar with, but I had seen and interacted with some of his content on TikTok before, Dylan Marlowe. I thought he was really good as well. He put on a very good show. His slot was during a really hot time during the day, and so it was a little bit hard to focus. This was one of the points where I was running out of water, but I really enjoyed Dylan Marlowe. I thought that I recognized some of his music from TikTok and from um, some streaming platforms where I think he's on one of the up-and-coming Spotify playlists that I've listened to for country music, and he's got a really good sound. It's kind of similar to a Connor Smith who is also up-and-coming, and I thought he was really, really good. I think he's uh, a little bit similar to a lot of the stuff that's out there right now, but he did have a really good set of lyrics on a lot of his music and so I definitely recommend that you guys check him out if you're interested in this kind of new wave of country that we're hearing. 
another really good artist that I think is going to do really well is Them Dirty Roses. I thought they had a ton of energy, lots of passion, and I enjoyed a lot of their music. I actually added a lot of their songs to my playlist. I call it New Wave Country, and I added it on there, and I thought they were a really good band to watch. They're definitely someone that you can listen to their originals and be interested in what they're singing. I know a lot of times if people aren't playing cover music and we're not familiar with the band, a lot of us tend to tune out. I can be especially guilty of this. Um, when I'm in broad, when I'm in Nashville on Broadway, it is hard for a lot of us to pay attention to music that we're not familiar with and that artists are. Uh, if artists are going off the beaten path, not singing cover songs and doing originals, sometimes it can be hard to pay attention to songs that you aren't familiar with. But I think Them Dirty Roses did a really good job, and a lot of these artists did a really good job of showcasing their original music in an energetic way that really garnered them at least a new fan in myself. And lastly, we have John Boy's story. I actually got to talk to John Boy for just a second and tell him that I was here with the mixtape. So I hope he gets to listen to this. But John Boy was actually one of my favorite acts that day. Um, he's a rising star with undeniable talent in my opinion. And I know that he is local to somewhere in Alabama. So he is not far from home at all by playing at Gulf Coast Jam. And so I thought he did really well. He performed pretty effortlessly in my opinion and I really enjoyed him opening up the concert. Now we're actually going to talk about the acts of day two, and some people may not agree with me on my take for day two, but I was very, very pleasantly surprised with one artist in particular that we'll talk about last. But day two had a remarkable artist and set list. Just like every day, it really was a jam-packed festival. There was Miranda Lambert, Justin Moore, Shane Prophet, Dozy, and Warren Ziders. Miranda Lambert, of course, she is a completely undisputed country music icon and woman in country music. She really doesn't need an introduction from me by any means. And she has powerhouse vocals, emotional ballads, and really anthems for country women across the nation and across the world, really. We also had Justin Moore. He has that signature blend of country and rock, and he has some really high-energy hits in music. His ability to really infuse that traditional country with the modern twist was something that I really personally enjoyed because his sound is not your typical run-of-the-mill what's going to be produced to make a pop hit on the radio. I love a lot of Justin Moore's music, and I thought he did a really good job, and he performed really well, and I also got some really cool pictures of him as well that are going to be up on the blog. If you end up looking for any pictures of Miranda Lambert or Kenny Chesney, I do not have photos of them um, because they have photos specifically from the house photographer of Ghost Coast Jam, and they have those photos available on their website. So unfortunately, I don't have those photos. But for any of these other artists that I'm mentioning, those will be up on the blog and our social media. So feel free to download those and use them as you wish. Shane Prophet, he is 
someone who is up and coming. I believe he won the Jim Beam Welcome Sessions, which is a contest that Gulf Coast Jam ends up hosting here in Panama City Beach prior to the music festival itself. Shane Prophet, I thought he was very enthusiastic. I thought he really knew how to work a crowd, and I liked his sound. It's very Luke Combs-esque, and he fits right in to this new age that loves the old country music era. It was kind of bringing that back, so I enjoyed him. He had really good infectious charisma and a lively stage presence, and you can just tell that guy really knows how to party. He seems like a really good guy. After that, well, this isn't an order, but we also had Dazi. They actually are from Australia, and I really enjoyed them. I thought they were completely different. I was not familiar with this band by any means when I showed up to Gulf Coast Jam, and I have also added some of their music to my playlist called New Age Country, and I really enjoyed their performances. I think that they had a fabulous stage presence, Great outfits. Some of these outfits that I saw during Gulf Coast Jam, especially on our performers, I was blown away. And I thought they had impeccable fashion choices and a very sweet demeanor, but also a really electrifying stage presence. I think they did a really good job performing to an audience of 30,000 people in an area so far away from home. So kudos to them. I really, really enjoyed their performances. The last person that we are going to talk about, while he wasn't a headliner, he was my favorite person from days one and two. And if I'm honest, I think he was the best performance throughout the entirety of Gulf Coast Jam, and that is Warren Ziders. I was not a Warren Ziders fan going into Gulf Coast Jam. I wasn't super familiar with him. I knew the one song that was obviously popularized by TikTok and social media called Pretty Little Poison. I was a little familiar with his music. Not much beyond that song, though. But I will tell you, this man has earned himself a fan in me. I thought that he had such an amazing stage presence. And you guys will see, once I post the pictures that I got of Warren Ziders, you will really see how well this man performs just through a still image. I loved his voice. I love his music and his lyrics. And I think that you can really tell a lot about a performer, especially an up-and-coming performer, when they don't have to rely on things like pyrotechnics, confetti cannons, uh, water cannons, which I've seen before at festivals, crazy costuming, Lots of auto-tuning, lip-syncing, and all the stuff that comes with the plethora of technology that we have access to now in the 21st century. When an artist can just sing a cappella, which he did at one point, just with real live music instruments and put on a show that leaves you super energized, super excited, and just ready to dive in on an artist that you had never really heard before... I think it's a big feat. Like, I am not someone who is familiar with Warren Ziders going into this, but once I saw him perform, listened to some of his music live, none of which I had really heard before, he really kind of converted me and turned me into a Warren Ziders fan. So I actually, 
as soon as I left that night, I walked all the way back to the merch tent and got myself a Warren Siders t-shirt because I think he is really good. One of my favorite songs uh, that I listen to is one of his more popular songs, Ride the Lightning and Up to No Good, but he has a bunch of other music and I think he's also working on music that is going to be coming out here soon and I just really like him. I thought he had a really infectious personality on stage. He seemed very kind, very genuine. He had a good wardrobe, a nice felt hat, and I just thought he was overall a really good up-and-coming artist who is making a name for himself and is sounding different, which is hard to come by the more and more we look at technology and the way things are going. It's really easy for everybody to sound kind of similar and all the same, so when someone comes in and in my opinion, is shaking things up to be a little bit different. I was really impressed with him. So yeah, I know he wasn't a headliner, but Warren Ziders is a hidden gem that's not so hidden in my opinion, but if you haven't heard of him, if you're looking for some new music, he is my top, top, top recommendation from days one and two of Gulf Coast Jam. And if you were listening to the lineups that I talked about, you can really see that each of these artists are from different kind of ends of the spectrum when it comes to country music. They each bring their own unique style, their own talent, and all sorts of things to the Gulf Coast Jam stage. And no matter what your musical preference is, if you like country in any shape or form, odds are there was something for everyone to enjoy. We're going to actually conclude today's episode of the mixtape where we really provided you with this sort of Gulf Coast Jam survival guide, my brief overview of my experience when it comes down to the artists and who I liked, which you probably have no doubt Warren Ziders is the top of that list. I hope that you guys give Gulf Coast Jam a real thought next year. This is a festival that is going to be headlined by Morgan Wallen, who actually was supposed to headline it this year, but as a lot of us know, he damaged his vocal cords and had to go on vocal rest, so he promised us he would be back next year, and he is the headliner next year here at Gulf Coast Jam, so if you want to listen to any of my tips and buy those tickets, I think you definitely should. I think it'll be a worthy experience, and I am super excited to talk to you guys about days three and four, and also give you some inside scoops from production and Mr. Mark Sheldon, the mayor of Panama City Beach and co-owner of Gulf Coast Jam himself. So with that being said, don't go anywhere, guys. Stay tuned for our next episode. We're going to bring you that exclusive content and more hot takes on Gulf Coast Jam itself. Until then, guys, stay cool. Stay safe and keep the country music rockin'. We'll see you next time here on The Mixtape. And that's a wrap on another episode of The Mixtape. We hope you've enjoyed the ride and discovered some new tunes along the way. Don't forget to follow us on all our socials to stay updated on future episodes and join in on the conversation. Until next time, keep the music playing and never stop rocking.